0: Today we're chatting with a number one best-selling author about attracting, connecting, and converting clients. You definitely don't want to miss this one. So don't you change that dial or drop that phone? We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to Shatter the Mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We've got an awesome guest who's going to be talking all things strategy and all things gratitude as well, which really kind of comes into play with business, and you will understand about that in a minute. But before we get there, quick update on my book, the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read, continuing to do its thing. Um, I think we're past... Uh, 68,000 copies sold, I believe I have to look at the numbers again, but I'm so grateful to everyone that continues to buy the book, everyone that continues to leave those five star rave reviews and everyone that continues to just leave me your feedback. Let me know how you are enjoying implementing the content. It is music to my ears. And, um, you know, also, obviously, I want to give a quick thank you to everyone that continues to check out the YouTube channel and subscribe there. We're past 2,200 subscribers as of this recording with more on the way. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you've not checked out the book yet, you can very easily do so by going to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll... Auto forward to the Amazon listing where you can get it in Kindle or paperback or audiobook. And the audiobook is also available on Audible and Apple Books. And if you don't want to pull out your wallet, but you want to check out what this content's really all about, you are always welcome to go to the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Andrew Cap, where I talk all things law of attraction really in support of the book. I have uh, feature interviews, I answer questions, I introduce new methods. It's a lot of fun stuff and a lot more on the way there. But with that said, Let's get to the content of today, and um, basically, you know, Tina Torres, she's the number one bestselling author, and like I said in the intro, she helps entrepreneurs learn how to attract, connect, and convert clients, and you know, it really takes a certain level of heart, insight, and expertise to really accomplish this, and she's really got all those things. She's got all those tools and more, so without any further ado, Tina Torres, thank you so much for being here, and welcome to Shatter the Mold.
1: Oh my gosh! I'm so excited to be here with you. You know, I adore you, my biggest, my my favorite client.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I should get like a T-shirt like that. Um, and uh, I love it's you know people client. that that I you know I have a working experience with. It's always good to put on like put them on the show in particular because people like all right, well if Andrew's worked with this person and he still thinks highly enough to put him on the show, they they must know their stuff. And yeah. um, it's almost like you know. According to Facebook, you made an exception for me, and I say that because your your uh, Facebook says you help female entrepreneurs learn how to attract, connect, and convert clients. So it looks like um you either made an exception for me or you make a few exceptions here now because I know I'm not your only male client, it right? Was
1: just for you,
0: <laughs> 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 completely yes, switch the business model.
1: Entrepreneurs and Andrew Cap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no,
1: you are you are you are one of few few men that I like working with. Um, it is I just. Um, I guess I just tend to move towards women more and they turn to gravitate towards me more. Yeah. It's all pink and white and you know, the stuff that I post, it's more inspiring to women. I just think that you and I had a special little relationship, so
0: There you go. There you, there you go. Go. I'll take like- it. <laughs> and you know, I do want to highlight something there because what you actually said, it's really brilliant in the way that it's very easy to gloss over for people that aren't paying attention. It isn't, you know, it just resonates more with you and it's easier for you to connect in that. It makes more sense in that way. And should a male be interested and come to you and you think it's a good fit, so be it. But it sounds to me like you're really leaning into whatever your most natural tendency is, which is a really good thing because not only does it enable you to serve better, but it also positions you for further successes, both for yourself and for the people that you work with.
1: I think that's so important to know your target market. You know, so like my target market were 45 to 50 year old women entrepreneurs who have been in business five to 10 years. And so that's who I market to, you know, the pink and white, the classy, the feminine, the inspiration, the motivation, all types of posts and marketing that I do targets those type of women.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I love, by the way, how you mentioned colors. You've had that, everything that what you're doing here, there's a vision behind it, there's a vibe, and it isn't just a vibe that's authentic to who you are, but in the understanding that it's authentic to who you are, you are intentionally putting it out there and knowing it's going to resonate with the right person who's really, because it comes down to if they don't really click with you, they're not going to follow what you say and then what's the point, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. And you know, um, as I was going, you know, pink has always been a good color for me and I've always loved the color pink. I have all boys, so I had to be as early as possible. So I've always done everything with pink. And then as I started doing more psychology on pink, pink is the color of gratitude. And with mm. and the gratitude specialist, I was like, oh, that is like amazing to do because, and then I just added my little colors that I like and you know, the hints of the rose gold for the classy and the feminine look towards it. And I knew what kind of look that I wanted. So now as people are scrolling through Facebook or scrolling through Instagram, they see a pink and white post, they immediately think of Tina Torres.
0: Nice. You know, I don't, I don't want to like, you know, bite off your style, but hearing that pink is the color of gratitude, I might have to make like the color, the word gratitude on any thumbnails I do for my YouTube channel. I might have to experiment with pink right. and, and see what kind of reaction I get there.
1: Why well, me need to, that was, a, it was a huge thing when I, I found that out, that pink was the color of gratitude, like red's a power color, you know, green's a color, you know, the money color, the finance color. And then pink was the color of gratitude. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's it, almost it, like
0: intuitively you were going in that direction. Right. Um, yeah. Speaking of gratitude, I want to ask you about your book. Well, what's the, tell me about your gratitude book, please. And what inspired it?
1: Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, you know my story, but for those of you guys who don't, uh, three years ago, I lost everything. Um, I got a divorce after being in a marriage for 20 years, a very toxic marriage, got a divorce. I became an empty nester. I have three boys, 21, 22, 27. At the time, my youngest son decided to join the army, so I became an empty nester. I lost a six-figure income job, and I moved to a town where I knew no one at all. And then on top of that, I had family turn on me when I needed them the most. So I fell into a very, very bad depression for about 90 days or so. And with that, I said, okay, Tina, you're the freaking gratitude specialist. You need to get yourself up and do something about it. And so I got a journal and I got my Bible and I started writing everything that I was grateful for down. Even if it was, you know, I woke up this morning, the sun is out. I have a bed to sleep in, whatever it was, even the smallest minute things I started writing down. And I started getting people into coming into my life that helped me bring me up, pick me up, cheer me up, give me a hand up, give me a hand out. And I knew I had to do something like that. And so I started sharing my story. And as I started sharing my story, I knew so many people needed that art of gratitude. How well, how much gratitude can change your life? You know, and it's free. You know, I teach people how to do it five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening. And so I decided to write a book about it, and it's a 365-day gratitude journal. And um, you start every morning with a scripture, you end every night with a quote, and I teach you to do five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, every single day. And I tell everybody to do it for 90 days and see how much your life can change. Um, And I think that's how you and I had the, you know, a special bond because you got you talk about gratitude, you talk about the law of attraction. And when people start talking about the same things, they're like, Oh my gosh, what else do you know? What else do you know? You know, and you talked a lot about gratitude and I talked a lot about gratitude. So I think that was a huge thing for me by putting you on as a client too. So Mm -hmm. that's the story of the gratitude journal. I launched it on March 17th, last year, the day the world went under quarantine. I was in San Diego trying to get back home and took me 18 hours. I did, but it hit bestseller the first day. And I was like, this is the perfect timing because this is when people need it the most.
0: Mm, I love that. And, you know, I think it's interesting because you obviously, um, we haven't even really uh, put this on display yet, but you understand business, you understand marketing, you understand all these things. And yet one of the highest leverage moves that you did for yourself. From a life perspective and a business perspective, is engaging in this process of gratitude that by a hook or by a crook, we'll put it that way, yielded genuine and authentic results for you. And I'm wondering, like, as it was happening, and I think it's a really good question to ask people, like, did you notice it and kind of say people notice it and maybe they either rest on their laurels or they feel like they gotta push harder. Did you rest on your laurels or push harder or just like stay in the moment? Like, what was your reaction when you noticed that gratitude was yielding these results for you?
1: I think when uh, when I was in the moment, because when you're in such a dark place, you know, for so long, I, you know, I kept saying to myself, is this ever going to work? What is going to happen? What This is not working. This is not working fast enough. You know, everybody wants, you know, we're in the day and age where everybody wants things right now, fast in a hurry, right? You know, and I was just in that dark place where I'm like, something has, you know, like I, even after a week I was like, okay, nothing's happening after two weeks. Okay. Nothing's happening. Okay. Tina, just keep going. You know, you almost have to like talk yourself through it, you know? Okay. Tina, just keep going. Just keep going. You got this. You can do this. You can, but, um, it literally was like 90 days. So it wasn't, I felt like it was, it it was longer than it was. Um, because when you're in that place, you, you know, you feel like you're never going to get out. Um, but right around the 90 day mark was when, um, you know, people started coming into my life. Not that I, you know, after 90 days, I made six figures and I did this and I did that. I bought a new house and I fell in love. No, none of that happened. <laughs> none of that happened. But little tiny things started happening after 90 days. But it was right around that 90 day mark where things, I was like, okay, that, that's a little glimpse of hope. Okay. That's a little glimpse of hope. But it's when you're in that moment, when you're starting to take those gratitude pieces and you're like, okay, now I have more to be grateful for because, you know, just like what you teach and what I teach, when you push out more, you know, be thankful for more, you're going to get more back. You know, I'm thankful that the sun, I'm thankful that, you know, Andrew came into my life. I'm thankful that I have the morning chalk show. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. More things start coming back. And it's just that law of attraction, that thing that you teach. Um, that keeps coming round and round, so the littlest things you can be grateful for turn into those big things
0: I love that, and you know you mentioned how like little things started happening, you started noticing that, whether it 's your life and just looking for improvements or business. I think it 's important to take that lesson because people might engage in a process that they 've seen work a million times, they understand all the mechanics, they understand the why, and they have the um, they have the the ability to actually do it. And yet they might get impatient. It's an important thing where people will see a result of leads coming in or they'll see sales coming in or something. And they've got to take that as a really good sign, not as a frustration or a level of impatience that it isn't more in that moment. Because it's almost like they're cutting themselves off at the knees by failing to acknowledge these little things. Whereas if they put a brighter spotlight on it, that's when the things really grow into the big things like you were just articulating.
1: And, you know, um, somebody told me one time, they're like, Tina, it's almost like when you go to a new place. So like, if I, if I invited you here to Charlotte, North Carolina, where I live, um, you would be like, Oh, look at that. Look at the big sign over there. Oh, these flowers are so nice. And I'll be like, what flowers? And I've past them million of times. I just haven't stopped and looked and here you are in a new place and you're noticing all these things that I have taken for granted, hmm. you know, and just like vice versa. If I would go up to New York, I'd be like, Oh my God, let's go do this. Let's go get a dirty dog. You know, like all these things and you'll be like you know i I've been there done that because you're not you know you're not being grateful for those little it's those little things you know so um you know that that saying you know stop and smell the roses it is those little things that you should be grateful for that they end up turning into those big things, So oh, even wow. if you see it every day see it every see it see it see it see it you when you start being you know being so um What's the word? So like uh, intuitive to see those little things. Then when those big things start coming, you notice them more. Or even if those little business things start coming, like I would have never noticed, you know, one of these ladies who, you know, sent me an email. Hey, Tina, I might need some social media work done. I would have been like, oh, okay. But it was because I was being so um, intentional to get that stuff.
0: Mm. I love it. And, you know, speaking of single steps growing into other things, you kind of snuck in your answer there, your your morning show. I wanted to ask you about that. You know, tell me about the morning show. Tell me what inspired it. Tell me what direction you're taking with it, please.
1: Oh, my gosh. The Angel and Tina morning show. Um, so last year during quarantine, I was in San Diego on my way to Tampa for a photo shoot. And um, I was in the Tampa airport and I called Angel and I was like, oh, my gosh, all of my speaking engagements are canceling, like left and right. And she was like, I know, me too. And so we just started talking. I was like, we got to do something. You know, let's, I don't know, let's do a virtual summit or something. And she was like, that sounds good. And so we derived the Connect Virtual Summit that we call the Connect Virtual Summit now. Um, We had 28 speakers the first time. We launched it in 10 days. And there was over 1,500 people on the summit that day. Um, And it was amazing. And everybody on there was like, Oh my gosh, your guys's energy was so good. You guys need to like do a nighttime talk show or a morning talk show. And we were like, you know what, maybe we should do a morning talk show, you know, be that bright start to your day, put out that positivity so people who are going through all this negative and watching the news all the time and all this stuff happening and wearing your mask and people are dying and, you know, the world's closing and no, you know, you can't leave your house, all types of things you when know, we can kind of change that. So we started the Angel and Tina Morning Show on April 6th of last year. Um, we have now had over 450 episodes with, I think you've been on five or six of them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I do whatever I can just to sneak on and, and get it. Pre- I'm trying to get like a world record. I haven't told you yet, but I'm just okay. trying to sneak in a, in a world record the, there. The
1: most guest on the Angel and Tina Morning Show goes to Andrew Cat.
0: <laughs> hey, listen, everyone needs something for the Guinness Book, right? Oh, right.
1: Um, and so, you know, from that, we, we started doing the A&T Awards, you know, the Angel and Tina Awards and giving people little awards here and there and having like an award show. Um, we have launched over 100 books on our show. So, you know, all these new authors who are launching books, we're like, they're good morning America. Um, we are introducing all these amazing people to one another, bringing all these amazing entrepreneurs on stage and in front of our audience. And then within like two months, I think we got picked up by like eight different platforms. So now we're in front of almost 500 million people Wow! and our amazing producers, ZTV Network, um puts it out to Apple T V, Roku, Hulu, all these ma- you know, stream major streamlined streamlined uh networks and it just kinda like blew up. And so it's it's a good thing. We both love it. Um people tell us all the time I start my day watching you guys and you guys make me laugh and giggle. It's a very unscripted show. Um but even us we every single day we get we like today we got off the show and we're just like laughing so hard because just the things that we say, you can no, you never know what comes out of the mouth I mean Angel and I.
0: See, I love, what I hear in that answer is you basically took your skill set and you found an enjoyable outlet for it. Yeah. Because if you hated this, imagine doing it every day versus okay. looking forward to it, versus saying, All right, well, we, we each have these tools that complement one another. You know, you and Angel, you you have a chemistry, and you're leveraging that in a way that, that you enjoy, that you look forward to, but also that, you know, increases exposure for what you do as an entrepreneur, how you serve others, and simultaneously, you're also helping other people by having them on the show. So you've basically figured out this way through enjoyment, through a mindset of abundance, of creating multiple wins on dynamic multiple levels for all different people, including yourselves
1: and it, and it's really true because we we bring people on and of course the the people that come on our show okay what's this gonna be are you gonna ask me any questions and can you give me this and tell me this I'm like it's all unscripted <laughs> and so they're so nervous to get on the show and then afterwards they're like oh my gosh that was like the best interview I've ever had <laughs> and I'm like it was, it's just because it's unscripted and I think when you have that unscripted um, kind of show like that, it makes so, uh, our audience and our guest feel so much more at ease.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's an improvisational dynamic to it that I'm assuming, I mean, I know you, you're you very strategic and very well thought out and cerebral even in what you're doing in your business. But I also imagine that when you're working with clients, there's an improvisational element that comes in the mix, especially when they're kind of throwing challenges and problems your way as you begin that process of discovery and working with them.
1: Well, every client is different, you know, every client's uh, end game is different from it, you know, everything. So, you know, if your end game was just to get yourself out there and exposed, then I'm going to help you do that. But if your end game is to sell more books, I'm going to get you on, on podcast and stuff like that. That's going to help you do that. I'm going to help you with your marketing. That's going to help you do that. So, you know, with my, with my things, all my clients have a different end game. Um, And I, you know, I get their brand colors and I get their logos and all that kind of stuff, but whatever their end game is, whether it's building their own audience or selling more books or selling a course or whatever it is, I take it and I break it up and I create that thing around them. Mm. So, you know, I just, I do have an improv improv business, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, well, you have an an improv energy to you and um, a, a think on your feet kind of quality. And I'm curious, with that understanding in mind, you know, just to give people extra insight, what to you are valuable marketing insights that regardless of specific situations, you think kind of carry a a level of power and effect, no matter where people are in their business? Like, what are some good things that you kind of lean on that you have in your back pocket to use?
1: Um, I always tell people building relationships is the core of every business. So whatever you're doing, building those relationships are the key. And if you build relationships, they will come. So no matter what you're doing, if you're posting or engaging or whatever it is, instead of leading with a sale, if you lead with the relationship first, and that what can I do for you attitude and, you know, how can I help you type of wording, then it'll make you, it'll carry your business so much further. And so with me, I always teach how to build relationships online and offline, you know, sending cards and gifts and, you know, introducing different people to different, you know, hey, Andrew, I know this person who's, you know, amazing at law of attraction, they'll be great on your podcast that has nothing to do with me. I'm just connecting the two of you. But if you guys have a good relationship, and you guys tend to do something together, you will always go, you know what, Tina Torres introduced us. And so that is my biggest thing is just to build relationships, that serving attitude, you know, what can I do for you? Who do I know that you need to know attitude? And it it helps me with build my business so much further when I do that. Yeah. I'll help anybody do that with the same thing if you lead with the relationship first.
0: And you know what? I've read your book. I, I would say that not only do you teach people and, and demonstrate how to build relationships, but also to nurture them as well. Because once they're built... There's, there's a maintenance, so to speak, for lack of a better term, there's a way of just keeping things on the rail, making sure you're staying in in contact with people, making sure that, you know, money exchange or no money exchange, they know that you are there. They know that you're still around if they ever need to check in with you.
1: And creating that top of mind awareness, you know, and like, just like you said, whether or not they bought from you, you still want to show them that you care about them. You show still want to show them that you're still there. You still want to create that top of mind awareness by sending them a birthday card, by sending them a little gift in the mail, by letting them know, hey, I'm still here, you know, by tagging them in a in a post that you think that, you know, they'll love, um, you know, regardless of whether or not they bought from you, because mm. you never know where people are in their life. You know, it might be nurturing a relationship for two years, and then two years later, they're like, you know what, I'm going give to you, give you my business, and here's $10,000, you know, so that nurturing for the last two years was well worth it. Yeah. Or they could introduce you to somebody who is going to change your business dramatically. And that's that's the key is, is to nurture those people, regardless if they take, you know, buy something from you or purchase something from you, whatever it is.
0: I love it. Now, you know, you mentioned, you know, getting gifts or giving gifts rather. And some people, they're good at that kind of thing. And some people just aren't. It it is what it is. It doesn't make you a better or worse person. Just, you know, everyone's got their own skill set. Everyone's got their own talents. Everyone's got their own tendencies. To someone who understands you, they hear you loud and clear. They understand that it is about building and nurturing relationships. They also understand like, hey, you know, there are ways to leverage gifts that might really make a good impression, but they, they suck at shopping. They'll put it that way. What advice, if anything, can you give to someone that doesn't really know what they're doing, but does believe in what you're saying and they want to try to make that work?
1: That is my perfect client. <laughs> that is the one that you say, Tina, you know what, I am paying you. That's the one you have to delegate, right? You know, like Tina, because I have a I have a service that I, I do it done for you. I teach you how to do it, but if you don't want to do it, then. I have a service that is done for you, so I do that for you. Mm. Um, I do it for a couple of top top tier co- coaching clients around the around the United States, and um, they're like, "Tina, that's one thing that I'm missing is sending cards, sending birthday cards, sending welcome to the team cards, sending thank you things, thank you gifts, you know, whatever it is. That's what I'm missing. And here you go, I'll pay you to do it. And so that's why I take it on and I do it you know, whether it's sending little mugs or water bottles or, you know, even getting on Amazon and sending an easy button to somebody. You know, it's just those little things, it's those those little things that go a huge way, you know, you go a huge um, distance for many people.
0: Now, I want to be careful yes. what I ask here, but more importantly, I I want you to be careful in answering because I don't want you giving away your secret sauce. I only want you giving as much uh, value and insight as, as that works for you. But to ask that, feel free to... Um, as specific or general as possible, or as as much as you want, when someone hires you to do that, how much of it is, you know, what you do is baked in, it's going to work for anyone. And how much is it where you're having a conversation of, okay, who are you giving this gift to and what are you looking to accomplish? Like where, if anything, if you want to kind of um, give those details, do you fall in terms of serving them in that way?
1: Um, I kind of have the same clients. A lot of them are female coaches. And as I tell them, you know, what we can do, they're just like so amazed by the things that I can do for them. So, you know, I like I ask them all the questions, you know, what's your end game? Who's your audience? Who are you sending these things to? And a lot of them are podcast guests or, you know, somebody who did this or somebody who jumped on a Zoom call with them. And I ask them, you know, what would you like to send them? You know, and I I give them a bunch of a list of things that I can do for them. Um, But I cater it to them. You know, I use their wording. I don't do nothing without their final approval. You know, I create, I, my Canva is like my best friend. So I create all these little things, designs in Canva, and they do a final approval. Well, I wouldn't say that word. I wouldn't usually say this word. Word, And I'm like, okay, I decided to flip it around and make it so, so it sounds like it's from them. Hmm. And you're, you know, weeks down the road, they're like, oh my gosh, I got like 10 phone calls today. They got all these things in the mail and I'm going, what did I send them? And then I'm thinking, oh, Tina sent them, <laughs> Tina sent them things. So I, I cater it around them, whether, like I said, whether it's a mug or a water bottle or golf balls or, you know, whatever it is, coasters, Um, I cater it to them and to their audience. And it's mostly from them because it's the gift. It's the thought that counts. And, you know, something like a mug, people are going to love using mugs, especially has your logo right on it, you know? Um, but I try to tell people not to put their logos or their brand on things like that, because no matter what is on the, on the cup, like, you know, for you, you know, I wouldn't put your book on there. I put something that I know you like, you know, whatever. And every time you grab that mug, you're gonna be like, you're thinking of Tina Torres. So mm-hmm. it's not going to like, has my logo or anything like that on it. You know, there was something that I sent you. And every time you hit that button, you think that's Tina. Boom. But there was no. It doesn't have my name on it. Doesn't have my logo on it. Doesn't have anything on it. But you know that I sent that to you. You know. So every time they grab that mug or whatever, they know. And it's 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 those kind of things. Those outside of the box marketing that I teach my clients and that I do for my clients.
0: I love that wonderful yeah. lesson. And you know, I, it's funny. I I could even think back to my you know my nine to five days, and because like in that situation. I mean, I'm always of, a, of an entrepreneurial mindset. You are still the president of You Incorporated, meaning when you're working for someone else in a nine to five situation, your boss is your number one client. And I remember being very intentional about, look, listen, you know, <laughs> for what this person's paying, I could only um, spend so much, but I can be very strategic in making sure that it stands out in terms of what I know about this person and, and just making a different kind of thing where it isn't just another bottle of wine or another whatever, It's a, it's a thing where it's like, oh, this person paid attention and they kind of like went out of bounds to find something that just is very unique and very different. And for me, I mean, I guess I'll give my, my little free advice here. One thing that I wanted to do for my boss to always like keep myself top of mind is have something that would fit well on his desk Mm -hmm. because every time he looked like every day, he'd be looking at that kind of thing.
1: Well, if you would have given him a bottle of wine, he would have drank it, thrown the bottle away and. You're, you know, it would be out of sight, out
0: of mind. Yeah. Except for the, the hangover that he remembers you for, yep. or the really silly thing he said to his wife that he got in trouble for after drinking that bottle. Thank
1: you, Andrew, for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, but yeah, and I, I think it's, um, and the reason I'm taking it down this way, because you're inspiring this conversation. I know you've thought this out so well. It really is something where you're being so intentional about not just the moment in the moment, but in the moments to follow. Yeah. and that goes for gift giving that goes for your marketing that goes the way you treat people that goes the way you would answer an email like for me and obviously we're we're all stressed that we we all have our moments of stress and things like that I try very hard not to answer an email under stress mm-hmm. because it's very easy to seem snappy when you're not really meaning to be snappy we'll and put an
1: extra word in there they they're like
0: Yes. Hmm. One extra word or one less word, yeah. and it changes They're, the whole flavor.
1: Up. They take it and they they turn their head. They're like, "What did what did that mean?"
0: Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which, by the way, I mean just, just that would...
1: to a lot of things that your clients are saying to you too. If you're on the phone conversation, and I'm going to use you and I a couple, you know, a couple months ago, you know, we were on a phone conversation, and we were just you know doing some updates on the stuff that I'm doing for you. And you said, you know, Hey, Tina, you know, this is so easy. I feel like I had I need an easy button and that just kind of went through. Right. And, you know, like two days later, you get an easy button in the mail mm-hmm. and because I, I was listening, you know, and I, and I'm always constantly, I guess I have that thing in my head, like always constantly listening for different things. You know, if you would have told me, you know, Oh my gosh, my favorite thing is dark chocolate. Then I probably would have, you know, sent you some dark chocolate, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm always listening and well, I,
0: I remember joking with you a couple of days later that I love stacks of 20s and non-sequential bills, but for some reason, that, oh that didn't show up later.
1: <laughs> Maybe someday.
0: Maybe, show. you know, a bag of cash just shows up and like, oh, that's just Tina being that's Tina again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But but yeah, and it, it it really there's there's so much power there to just kind of like thinking it out on that level and I really just that's what I appreciate about you and that's one of the things knowing that we were going to have this conversation that I wanted people to hear because you know there's there's so many ways like one example off the top of my head um if you can use Loom if you don't like answering like typing stuff out use Loom because there won't be a misconstrued in the cadence of your voice. And then you don't have to worry about stuff like that. Imagine like being the only person where someone's asked a question and you send them a loom video of you describing it versus like a long email. I'm not saying that's a requirement. I'm giving that as a possible option that might fit in the context of someone listening out there that might be trying to impress a client in some way.
1: And text is so monotone, you know, I mean, there's so many people, I think when text started coming out, I think in relationships, like, you know, in a boyfriend, girlfriend relations or husband, wife relationships, you know, it kind of, Went south because you know they're sitting there, you know, saying something. They're like, "What is that supposed to mean?" They're like, "No, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. Yep. I meant it like this. I forgot the comma in there, or I, you know, I forgot the pause after this word."
0: And you know, what? you you can't even soften it with an emoji because, like, oh, what's this overcompensating with the emoji? Now I really know what you mean. Like, <laughs> no matter what, you're you're in the thick of it. <laughs>
1: And it's just they, they just do so many things. So I think video is a great choice to use because people right now, they, they, they want to be um, stimulated by other people face to face. And if you're doing that video, I think that would be so much better instead of getting an email.
0: Yeah, loving it. Loving it. Awesome. So um, obviously, you know, get the, the, the uh, I was gonna say the strategy, but the art. The art of, of curating and providing gifts is a wonderful thing. What's one more thing off the top of your head that you either encourage clients to do or you do for them that really makes a good impression?
1: Uh, doing a lot of engaging posts on social media? Hmm. Um, I, te- I teach a lot of that. you know just building that relationship, build value, 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 value. you know don't try to sell all the time. You know use that eighty 20 rule and to build those relationships um, online and build that value. Um, And another thing I say is to say happy birthday to everyone on your Facebook list, whose birthday is that day. And all you got to do is go into events. You see the 12 people like today. I had 18 people today had birthdays. And I'm like, what the heck? Um, But every single day, you know, every single day, happy birthday to you. Um, I don't put H B Y D or whatever it says. I, you know, I, I make sure it says happy birthday, you know? Um, and then another thing I've been doing a lot lately is sending voice messages. Hey, happy birthday. I just wanted to tell you happy birthday. Hope you have a great year. And that's like an actual voice message from me that I've already pre-recorded. and But it makes them feel special that they got it on their birthday. Hmm. And it keeps you outside the box. You know, not everybody does that. Not uh-huh. everybody sends cards in the mail that you've got you know, get, not everybody sends gifts in the mail, but everybody sends emails. Everybody sends those private sp- Facebook spam messages of, Hey, I have something I need to sell you. So be different. Me, be, be somebody who thinks outside of the box.
0: Love it. Perfect. All right. So we've, I think we've covered a lot of awesome and more importantly, useful ground here. And I'm loving this conversation. And, you know, as we begin to wind it down i I've been learning this is what I've been learning in this podcast. Ask the guest if there's something that we might have missed that they were expecting or hoping to bring up or discuss just to see if there's anything that pops in their mind that
1: they want to share with the audience Oh, that's what we do on the show. We like so what else do you want to say to our audience members? um I would always say I always tell people to have an attitude of gratitude, no matter where you are in life, no matter what kind of um things that you're facing. No matter how dark or how light it is, just always have an attitude of gratitude. Because if you do that, your whole life will change. If you do that, you will stay out of that dark pit that I was in. that a lot of us get into when big things like that happen. Um, You know, and when one bad thing happens, they all start, you know, tumbling down, right? So if you already have a control of it, then it won't be as bad as you think it was. So always have an attitude of gratitude and implement gratitude into your life every day because it's free.
0: I love that. You know, there's a positive or negative, there's a momentum to things and there's a momentum to life. So strategically speaking, you might as well serve your best in your best, you know, do your best to serve yourself by leaning in that positive direction because who wouldn't want to do things and, and line things up in a better way for themselves, right?
1: Right. And I think it's, I think a lot of people just kind of blow it off because it is free and because it is easy. And because it, it only takes five minutes, they're like, Oh, it only takes five minutes. I'm, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. But if you do it every morning, and your first thing every morning and last thing every night, it becomes a habit. And yes. then once it becomes a habit. You're going to do it regardless. I regardless it. of the good days, regardless of the bad days.
0: Awesome. Cool. So if people want to connect with you, Tina, they want to learn more, Maybe hire you or or maybe just, you know, find out more what you're about. Like, what is the best way for them to connect with you or learn more about you?
1: Um, Well, I have a five-day free masterclass called Mastering Your Follow-Up. So if you go to masteringyourfollowup.com, you can get access to that. Um, Or you can follow me on all social media platforms at The Gratitude Specialist. So Facebook, Instagram, wherever it is, it's The Gratitude Specialist. Um, But Mastering Your Follow-Up, it'll give you a five-day... Um, masterclass that'll teach you all these little techniques that I'm teaching, or you can just hire me and I do it. I do it for you.
0: <laughs> awesome! I love it. I love it. Cool. So um, I'll make sure I'm going to put that, um, like you know, in the show notes where this episode resides at com. and I'll also put it in the description when I upload it to YouTube. So no one will. People will just be able to click. It'll be nice and easy for them. <laughs> um, so last question, I almost always ask my guests also, and. Especially, you know, given the fact that we all have our our interesting twists and turns and we, we all have our life experiences, if you, Tina, could go back in the past, whether it's five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it might be, and give an earlier version of yourself, any piece of advice, life advice, business advice, whatever, what is that advice that you would give to that earlier version of yourself?
1: I would probably tell myself that other people's opinions of you do not matter. Other people's opinions of you do not matter because I was that person who everybody had to like me. And if everybody didn't like me, why didn't they like me? How come you don't like me? Should I change? I need to change so you can like me. Um, But just like that new saying goes, you know, other people's opinions are none of your business.
0: Yes. I love that. And the way you just described that second version, what people think of you is none of your business I remember hearing that 13 14 years ago and it completely shifted my paradigm of life and it auto corrected a lot of things. So wonderful advice in my opinion and um really fun conversation Tina. Speaking of gratitude, I'm so grateful that we had a chance to have this conversation and that I had the opportunity here to share you with other people. So like the secret's out and and everyone sees like, hey, here's here's Tina doing her thing and and you know, what a lovely skill set, but a really warm heart backing it up. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being you. Thank you for sharing your insight and wisdom. And, um, and just thank you. I really appreciate you having appreciate like having you. here today.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. This is my favorite client of all time.
0: <laughs> Between you and me. You're awesome, Tina. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Bye guys.
0: Thank you again, Tina. That was awesome. I so appreciated having you on the show. And just, you know, thanks for being you. I really think a lot of people have a lot to learn from today's content. And uh, I'll be sure to post all relevant links in the show notes at com. And speaking of links, again, you can always feel free to check out my book at lastlawofattractionbook.com. Or you can check out my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. And stay tuned. I've got more awesome guests on the way soon. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.